welcome aboard, my friends, and welcome in. You found Fishing Without Bait, a podcast dedicated to a life without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. We talk about people making active choices in their life using those words I choose, the two most powerful words that you have in your vocabulary. There are no entrance fees, there are no specific requirements, only the honesty open-mindedness and willingness to try a few pixie dust sprinkles of those and you're on your way. Welcome aboard and let the adventure begin. Greetings, I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist and today is joined as always by my good friend, co-host and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Hello, Jim. Good to be back on the mic with you again after these couple of few weeks where we've been enjoying the musical stylings and conversations with uh, our good friend, Tim Vitullo. Yes, for those who uh, perhaps didn't catch the uh, podcast with Tim on, uh, guitarist extraordinaire, um, I hope is that you uh, turn back in and listen to the other fine podcasts that we have. So, Mike, uh, there are so many podcasts out there that talk about the benefits of mindfulness and how to do it and how we should do it. And we're certainly one of those. Mm-hmm. Okay? One of the many. <laughs> but we do it our way, don't we? <laughs> However, what we like to do is present examples of unmindfulness Mm. and the consequences of. Uh, As many people know, I've recently been doing some traveling to uh, North Carolina, Charleston, and I recently returned from uh, Delray Beach, Florida, where we were visiting our good friend, Jake Steele. Do you remember your wallet this time? (laughs) I remember my wallet, but I forgot a few other things. Oh, no. So... Mr. Mike, when uh-huh. I uh, when I booked the flight maybe three weeks ago, I uh, was naturally looking for the most convenient and the most economical way to fly. Uh, so I booked a flight out of Latrobe mm-hmm. on Spirit Airlines, and mm-hmm. people out there can scoff as they wish. Um, however, so Thursday afternoon, I drive to uh Latrobe, park at the Arnold Palmer Regional Airport, mm-hmm. and get on the plane and have an uneventful flight down to uh, down to Fort Lauderdale. And however, when I got the check-in email, time to check in for your flight, which is usually 24 hours before uh, the flight time, I found that I had misremembered and had a, scheduled to arrive in Pittsburgh. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Did you you booked a flight from Latrobe to Pittsburgh? No, I, I booked a flight from Latrobe to Fort Lauderdale. Okay. However, when I booked a flight from Fort Lauderdale to come back home, I booked it from Fort Lauderdale to Pittsburgh oh, International no. Airport. Oh, okay. So, wait, and your car would have been sitting at Latrobe. My car was sitting at Latrobe. I'm very familiar with this. Listen, I have I have booked flights um Literally, this flight I'm taking this week to Florida for a job um, to Orlando. I booked the flight down on Thursday, and then I booked the flight back, and apparently I hit next on the calendar, and I booked the flight back on the corresponding Monday in September. So I accidentally booked a month-long trip in Florida instead of three days. Enjoy your trip. (laughs) Thankfully, I fixed it because I need to be somewhere else in a month. So So fortunately, my son picked me up at the uh, Pittsburgh Mm-hmm. And then the next day, my daughter drove me out to Lake Trobe. But you know what? Neither of them were surprised when I told them. 
<laughs> At least it wasn't your wallet this time, right? No, it wasn't. Uh, so, uh, yes, I don't know if we talked about that before, but the last time you and I had made yes. a trip down to Delray. Oh, I think we made an episode about it, yes. Yes. We, <laughs> or you forgot we were halfway out on an Uber, because I think we were also at that time coming back through Pittsburgh, too. Yes. So we, we, wise mind choice, took an Uber out, but then you had left your wallet behind. And uh, you Ubered your wallet to the uh, to the to the airport, uh, so you could get on the plane. <laughs> so one time there was a Seinfeld episode, Mike, about where they you know the gang went and they were purchasing this television at this big department store and they were parked in this parking garage and they couldn't find their car. Yes, yes, and uh, something that is probably a little relatable, huh? Uh, indeed, it was. Uh, on when I got there on Thursday afternoon, I thought, you know what? I'm not too far from Hollywood, Florida, and I think I'll head down to the Hard Rock, mm -hmm. where you and I. Fantastic place, giant, crazy fountains, you know, really get, to get the hotel shaped like a giant guitar. <laughs> so. so I parked in a parking garage, which is huge, and saw the guitar show, walked around, did things, and enjoyed myself. And then I went out and, uh, unfortunately had uh, not been mindful about where I had parked a vehicle. Mm. So keeping in mind that it's in the mid-90s there. And mm. so I'm strolling around this parking garage and up and down and up and down. And I must have walked for an hour and 45 minutes until I was drenched with sweat. And I said, this cannot go on. Mm -hmm. So I called a lift and had her take me back to the hotel. Mm. So in the morning, I had to get another lift and go right back. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, this time I asked for help. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. And gave them make and license plate number of the car I'd rented. And in about 25 minutes, uh, they found it and they drove me there on a golf cart. <laughs> so uh, that uh, that's an, uh, two classic examples of unmindfulness. <laughs> Uh, the wallet deal was not paying attention on purpose. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were discussing earlier, Mike, uh, recording videos is your business. <laughs> yes, and, and it takes a lot of concentration to make sure I haven't missed something. Uh, even just a week ago, we were doing our awesome cast on Tuesday, and there's a weird glitch that happens every once in a while where our video recorder doesn't start bringing in audio for some reason. And we went live, and I hadn't checked or noted that the thing wasn't moving, and uh, we're like, five minutes in the show before people are like, and we see in the chat room, Hey, we can't hear you. And I'm like, Oh, give me a second. And we're back, you know, which is a simple thing, but it's such an interesting thing because when we do our live pay-per-views for for like MMA or wrestling and things like that, there is a process. And unfortunately there's a lot of times, depending on who you're working with, how the show's going, what is going sideways. Uh, we dealt with a little bit this weekend. Thankfully it wasn't a live show. It was just kind of pre-taped. Um, but, uh, but still there are certain things, uh, I, you know, we talked about, I was in Dallas and we did multiple shows. I did like six shows across three days for decent sized wrestling companies. Right. And there was something where we went from one major company show to the next and we had less than 90 minutes to set up for it. I didn't even see a script. I didn't have graphics. I, I said, Hey, this guy, Hey, you go work with their guy, get your graphics inserted. And that's your job for this show. And let me worry about these things over here. And I already have like enough stuff for two or three people I'm, I'm dealing with. Right. And you know, not that I'm nervous. I've worked with these guys before, but they are like X WWE people and things like that. And we get going, we had a little problem with the audio at the beginning, even though we tested it and when we live, it wasn't there. And then I realized like, 
I did not hit record for the first three minutes of this pay-per-view. <laughs> it went out. It was live. We have all the cameras. But those first couple moments, um, you know, I didn't hit the master recording, right? And I was like, I just created a headache for somebody else down the line, I realize. Um, and uh, and then little things like that, you know. Or, or this weekend, again, another show where a lot of weird stuff was happening. A lot of things that, that I had nothing to do with, but it really kind of change the vibe, right? I'm feeling a little under the weather because my sinuses are kicking in because of the weather changes. So I'm not entirely at 100%. And I uh, I was like, okay, one match left. I don't know about this battery. I'm going to swap the battery before this match. I go in and then you got to reset all the settings. And then the match starts and there's like four entrances. And then I get in and they knock two of the people out of the four way. And I realize, oh, that record light isn't on. Did I bump it? No, I wasn't recording this whole time. There's other cameras. I'm in editing. I'll figure out how we deal with it. <laughs> it's not the worst, worst, worst thing. It was the beginning of a match. It was the introductions. It's not the vital, vital, vital. I didn't miss the ending of the match, right? Um, and uh, but you know, but that's just you know, you're just your mind isn't all there to you know. I like to say close the loop on things, right? Um, that's always a thing for me is, uh, if, if I, if I mess, if I mess something up, it's usually because I'm distracted by some kind of outsourced force or somebody's trying to talk to me and then I miss a shot when I'm live directing. Um, like that happens unfortunately more than, and, and then I just try to work myself around those kinds of, of, of situations. I think the key word you said was being distracted. Mike. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Cause I got to, cause again, I'm oftentimes doing, you know, people, People that have been in far bigger places than I have are, are say, relax, you're doing the job of three people, which I take to heart when certain people tell me that, which so when I do get messed up, <laughs> it's not a big deal. You know, it's going to happen. And then I watch TV and see the same things happen on their shows on major broadcast. You know, it, it, it's, it's very interesting to see now that you have that experience, you, you notice it more. So quite often, and I think, and again, the key word was distraction. Mm -hmm. When part of mindfulness is avoiding distractions, absolutely, and recognizing them. And we've often talked about the concept of disconnecting to connect. Yes, and that actually means eliminating distractions. Well, so for me, I'm doing like what I'm doing right now, right? Like how I'm live switching and talking with you. You know, we do this very particularly. I have the conversation with you and I have a hand on the button and I'm not doing 10 many other jobs, right? But that's also where things like, hey, if this thing's going a little weird and I don't notice it right away, you know, that's a problem. So when I'm doing a live show, it's I got two sets of headphones on because <laughs> I'm listening to commentary to make sure they're okay. And I'm listening to my, I'm talking to my my video people that I'm directing. If somebody comes over and asks me a question, I'm broken. Like I'm in a cocoon. Right. And then I'll have the thing on where I'm at. I'll have some drunk come over and try to ask me about the music and I'll, because they think I'm the DJ mm. half the time. <laughs> or I have a stack of water for my guys and they ask if they can take one. And I shake my head and they take one anywhere and I get anyways and I get mad. Or, or somebody's trying to get me a message about something. I'm like, no, you need to write this down or I'm giving you a headset to talk to me. That's how we need to do this or it doesn't get done. Well, we talk about putting different modes and putting different hats on. Absolutely. And I have three hats on. Yes. All the time. <laughs> and that certainly can leads to distraction. It does. It does. Have you ever gone somewhere and ready to go into an event and you left the tickets at home? I'm always worried I'm going to. 
I'm always really concerned about what did I forget? If I'm going to the airport, if I'm going to that. A lot of times I am, you know how much I travel, you know, and you've, you know, you, you've gone into your travel problems. Imagine what I'm doing when I'm doing this for like how many trips a year? I've gone to the airport and forgot to check out of my hotel. <laughs> now that's interesting. <laughs> you know, and I just called him. It's like, hey, I, 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 I forgot to check out when I left and my app is too far away for me to do it here on the remotely. And uh, I just uh, returned my car and realized it. Can you make sure I'm checked out there? And like, okay, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, there's definitely that. I'm really concerned about, I carry my camera with me at the airport. And I'm always like, I'm going to sit this down and forget about it. Right. Um, and then that's why I have Apple tags and everything. <laughs> yes. And you and I have talked before many times about the chatter in our heads yes. and how it distracts us yes. from paying attention to what's right in front of us. Yep. Yep. You're, you, you, a lot of things are going on. Uh, my wife gets really mad at me when I go to park the car, turn the car off, and it's still in drive. Uh, and that's like my brain's not. I'm just like, I'm not here. I'm not here. We're talking about whatever. We're worked up about whatever. I'm thinking about the next thing I have to do when I get out of the car because we're coming to the bit work. We're coming to home. We have to deal with something next. And I forgot to, like I say, close the loop on the things I'm supposed to, like properly parking and shutting down the car. <laughs> That's classic time traveling. Mike. It is. It is. It is. Classic. Mm-hmm. We're everywhere but here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And But, but I've been very um, noticing of that. And I relay that to the people around me if I'm not, you know, and it's like, listen, I'm not here. I'm sorry. I'm trying, you know, <laughs> to well, come back to here. One of my favorite lines with people is I need poked. Yes. Oh, yeah. OK. Or distract me or distract me. So my head stops going somewhere. I actually did that to Missy on the way out this week. And I was like, I was like, head's not good. Distract me. Talk to me. Something. I'm not. I can't go down this path right now. Yes. You know, about something in my head. Somebody will ask me, could you write me a letter? Could you do this? I said, I most certainly can. However, I need poked. Yes. Oh, I do that too. Because I'm at shows when I'm doing all the things I talked about. I'm like, hey, can we do this something, something, something? I'm like, yes. Message me this week. I have to put it all on them. You know what I mean? I was like, there's no way I'm going to remember from now. Like, no way. No way. Everything, everything is done after this show. My, my brain, everything, to, I won't even tell you what the show was. I'm literally watching shows. I, I, I turned one on the other day, a show that I did in June. I don't remember in the matches. I don't even remember. I'm like, I, I did this. You know, it's like, I can't tell you how your match was. I can't tell you how things looked. Because I'm worried about, I'm not worried about the content. I'm worried about how it looks in the moment. That is your moment stuff. There is your mindfulness stuff. I'm worried about right here, right now, and what's on the screen. And what's going out the door. I'm not worried about anything else. What the last match was. Anything like that. Unless I screwed up and I'm really beating myself up over it. Well, when you're doing that, you are you are in producer mode. Absolutely. You, you are in your mode. You're not in enjoying a match mode. No, no, no. And I can and I get excited about it in a moment. But I'm still not going to remember it. <laughs> well, let's just say that a mechanic working on a car working on the engine. Do you think he remembers or she remembers what color the car is? No, probably not. Probably not. They remember like the spark plugs look like this. That's correct. <laughs> and that's paying attention on purpose. And it's like and it's like a mechanical memory, right? It really is, you know. I I don't think about what's going on down here below the camera. It just happens. I know 
I'm when I'm talking, my my finger does this. When you're talking, my finger does that. When you're doing something, I want to transition. We do a little bit of this. And if you're on audio, I'm sorry, none of that made sense to you. So one of the purposes of us bringing up these foo paws, mm-hmm. uh, errors in judgment, lapses in in memory, is because what we want to show people is that no, we are not the gurus. We are not the guiding no. light no. of mindfulness. And if anyone tells you they are. Uh, Take a sideways look at them, please. It's that expert mind, isn't it? If somebody says, I am the expert and the best at doing this mindfulness thing, that by default is a is a is is working on somebody's flaws. Like that's like that's unaccepting that they you know that that, that just that just detaches from it. Well, for those of you who are interested in this type of topic, we did a uh, podcast a, a while ago on divergent thinking mm-hmm. and help people understand it, think out, think outside the box. And one of the things we talked about there is our educational system in the United States is based on something, a psychological term called fixed purposefulness, where we teach to the test. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that children or people are taught that saying, I don't know is a, is an admittance of weakness mm-hmm. saying, I don't know when you don't know, is a perfectly, perfectly legitimate response. Yes. Unfortunately, some environments are not accepting of that. And, and, and I think that's what gets people kind of messed up a little bit, doesn't it? I'm more, I have more trust in somebody who says, I don't know, however, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that than somebody shoot off the hip. This is, um, this is something I, I don't know if I've talked about this on here, but when um, you know somebody says, hey, we want to do this, this, and this, I'm like, I did not prepare for that. I think I feel, I feel like I talked to you about this after Iowa. Now I say, we did not prepare for that. Um, I don't know if I have the equipment for it. We, I can tell you that we will take care of everything else that we need to for the show. And I will uh, make my best effort to do the thing you want me to do if we can. You know, setting that expectation, setting that, you know, I'm very clear with my clients. Sometimes my wife is like, you should not be so clear with your client about certain things like that. And I was like, listen, I can't be, you know, (laughs) <laughs> I got to be honest with them and I got to set their expectations. We can't give someone false expectations. We can't tell somebody we can do something when we're unsure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when somebody is constantly saying, no problem. Yeah, we can do that. And sometimes it doesn't come up in the production meeting. So I don't have any information. <laughs> so, right. right. You know, so, what do you do then? Right. So again, the purpose of this conversation was to uh, let people, people out there know that yes we're human also mm-hmm. but the, the, here's the deal when i found out that i created that i didn't get excited mm-hmm. i knew there was an answer mm-hmm. i knew there was a way out so i yes. focused on the solution yes and that night when i was strolling around for an hour and 45 minutes in the uh huh, blistering heat <laughs> and realized that Uh, continuing to attempt to find out how that automobile that night in a dark garage was futile. And the best discretion was the better part of Valor there. Mm -hmm. So I... And it isn't great that you do live in an age where you can just pull out your phone and get back to your hotel. Amazingly (laughs) wonderful. You know, I mean, um, we, we are in so many ways so fortunate to live in 2022 as I like it's I like as I like to say I think I may have said on here I love living in the future and that's where we are um where 
you know, whether it be, oh no, I forgot something. I can get something sent to my hotel tomorrow, right? Oh no, I don't know where my car is. At least I can get to my hotel without much fuss, right? I mean, these options are there um, in, in these in most of these situations. For those of you who wish to return to yesteryear, mm-hmm. to the good old days, they were not the good old days. <laughs> um, and I also want to mention, it looks like the, our, our discussion about diversion thinking is on episode 326, It's Your Turn, from our February 1st episode of this That's year. That's right, when we so. tell people, it's mm-hmm. your turn. Mm-hmm. When you ask who's next, we raise our hand and we say, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. So for everyone out there, it's your turn and that you're important. The quote from the episode is the phrase, I don't know, opens up your world. Yes. Yes. So would you repeat that again, Mike? The uh, 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 the phrase, I don't know, opens up your world. It opens up your world into that concept of having a beginner's mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you a little, uh, little funny story at the end if you were focusing on my newest tattoo. <laughs> Look at that if you're on video. Right, and if you're not seeing, you really remember he had this little uh, this design in the middle of the top of his hand is now extending uh, down your fingers a little bit. And I don't know if you're hearing the rumbling in the background. We're getting a pretty good storm during this recording. But as most everyone out there knows by now, I have these uh, lotus mandalas on the uh, above my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to get this to get my fingers filled out. So I'm sitting on a park bench down in Boca Raton, sitting there, and a couple of young guys come walking past, <laughs> sauntering past. I'm listening to mirror buds, jossing my head around a little bit, mm-hmm. and the young guy taps me and says, hey, man, love your love your tats. I said, thank you. I thank you. I appreciate that. And he goes, how long have you been out? And I said, out. And he said, a prison. And <laughs> I said, I'm not in there today, brother. And he gave me a fist bump and walked on. <laughs> Okay. As long as you didn't fist bump with your fresh tattoo hand, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, I'm just interested to know what uh, people's concept of uh, this particular new ink would be to people mm. out there. And also, Mike, what we'd like to hear is some situations of unmindfulness. Mm-hmm. Unmindfulness where uh, and how you dealt with it. Absolutely. Rather than beat yourself up. So at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Invite joy into your life and make beautiful choices. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. Namaste, my friends. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.